재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 There are some recent studies claiming that heavy use of social media platforms such as Facebook and Twitter are causing depression by arousing feelings of envy followed by negative emotions such as jealousy and low self-esteem. Now, to find out more how this uh, social media phenomenon is exacerbating the uh, so-called grass is greener effect and how people can indeed overcome the so-called Facebook envy phenomenon. We're very pleased to have joining us cognitive scientist from the University of Leeds, Dr. Charlotte Bleas. Hello. Hi. Hello. Thank you for joining us, Dr. Bleas. First, how does Facebook make us depressed? Okay, so I would say at the outset that it's not clear from studies yet that Facebook does make us depressed. So we have to ask the question, what do we mean by depression here? Um, And I think that there may be some evidence to show that Facebook makes us feel a little sadder, but not depressed if depressed means something a little more, well, it means something clinical actually Mm. in certain contexts. So the definition is important. I think there is some evidence to show that, there's some causal evidence to show that spending time on social networking sites such as Facebook passively, incidentally, most people when they go online to Facebook uh, spend most of their time being passive. There's some evidence, causal evidence, that through randomized uh, trials uh, that people feel worse off after logging on to Facebook and just sitting. They're not interacting, they're just browsing. Now, as I briefly mentioned, and uh, some people would be led to the conclusion that if there are certain aspects of your life that you're dissatisfied with and you see uh, various feeds of friends and acquaintances um, showing off fabulous photos of luxurious vacation destinations or uh, these shots of their um, delicious food that they're eating at a a fancy restaurant or their beautiful kids and whatnot, are all of those factors in this that is sort of a modern day phenomenon that may be different from before the uh, social media age? Great point Um, and I think this gets to the heart of the matter here. So it's cues of high social status. Now you think of, of Facebook, it's really a platform for image management. So I joined Facebook myself a a couple of years ago, partly, well, I said ostensibly because I wanted to research it. I actually just wanted to find out in part what my friends were up to. Mm. But it's you you do find that you're drawn to putting up your best photographs, your uh, all your successes. I'll put up. I spoke on on, uh, South Korean radio later today, no Mm -hmm. doubt. And the point is that we we're trying to impress other people, and that not. That's not necessarily an, an intentional um, motivation, but so it's, it's very much an impl- implicit uh, behaviour. Now, when we go on Facebook and we observe all of these high-status cues, great photos, people looking at their best and all the rest of it, we may come away feeling uh, lower about ourselves. So self-esteem is a marker of social status. Social psychology tells us this. The question is, does it make us feel depressed? Does it make us feel envious? We've got to have theories about what it is that makes us depressed and what, what it makes us, what, what, in what context we feel envious. And 
my argument is you've got to go back to the old psychology. You've got to think of us as having Stone Age minds, mm. uh, and you've got to ask, in what context might it have been functional or adaptive to, to be depressed, or in what context might it have been adaptive to, to feel envious? Um, and we've got to ask, fast forward two million years ago, um, out of our ancestral environments and say we've got all this modern environment but we've got stone age minds how are we responding to all of these modern technologies you've got to ask uh, how does our stone age mind work so uh, questions of for example envy envy might be a functional response it might have been adaptive so the question of envy is uh, one theory is that envy happens when we observe that our nearest competitors, so we're here thinking about our peers, people in the same age group, people of a similar social status, perhaps the same gender, when we observe that they're out competing us, this might be quite motivating. We think, wow, I want to keep up with the Joneses, so to speak. So Facebook may elicit those feelings. Now, is this... I I don't know if there's any empirical studies on this, but is it across the board a similar phenomenon among Facebook, uh, Twitter, these various other social media uh, platforms? Uh, For example, in Instagram, you have all these so-called Instagram celebrities. Uh, I can off the top of my head like Dan Bilzerian, this Internet millionaire guy who kind of shows off his 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 beautiful toys and these bikini clad and and these uh instagram models that a lot of females also aspire to to look up to are also a lot of men who kind of just are fans of them is that more aspirational or is that also part of the phenomenon of sort of kind of leading to envy and feelings of inadequacy i think what's i think there, there possibly there's different things going on so if you look at Twitter, for example, you've got, um, I think, the top 10 followed people in the world. Nine of them are females, I think. I think Justin Bieber might be in there, too. <laughs> but they're mostly uh, celebrities. They've got more of the good stuff. They're attractive. They have, they're successful. Um, and we're thinking here yet again of that old psychology, which can uh, sort of disengage our mind to use it sort of in a certain parlance we we're really in, instinctively attractive attracted to people who have more of the trappings of success um, so uh, we actually have a we, we give deference to these people we can't help looking at them people right. won't know who Kim Kardashian is even if they say well I'm not really interested <laughs> but uh, so it's the phenomenon of following or giving our attention or gaze to these individuals, sometimes it's a case of kind of kissing up to them as well. Uh, These are our responses to high-status individuals, and we can't help but be, in a certain sense, mesmerized by them, even if we say, okay, Britney Spears or whoever walked in the room, well, I'm not interested in her music, you would still look at her, you would still uh, be interested in her. And that's a response to those kind of quick and dirty biases that we have towards beauty and also to success on some level we only have a minute left but just briefly okay. uh, if if there's a person who is sort of feeling vulnerable with all of this is is the only solution just going into monk mode cold turkey and just cutting it off or are there other ways I think that's a great way to end I think there are strategies that you that people can use they can you know 
re- reduce the number of people that they're seeing through their news feed. So you could use, uh, for example, Facebook in strategic ways that you're not getting this endless stream of you know wonderful things people are doing. There are ways to be uh, smart about using it if you do feel vulnerable or you feel that you may uh, it just may be too much to, to, to log on, especially if you already log on because you're perhaps alone. Um, so there are ways to, to just restrict your time on these devices, which is a good thing anyway, because recent studies, people in America, for example, are logging onto their phones or checking their phones every six and a half minutes. Hmm. So, and some of us need to look at Twitter, Facebook, uh, texting and all the rest of it, which is just a really uh, poor use of time and also depleting our attention. Yeah. Yeah, certainly uh, increase your productivity, but at the same time, maybe solve some of these uh, issues that may arise. Uh, Dr. Blees, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate your insights. Thank you. Dr. Charlotte Blees from the University of Leeds, Soul City News, up next.